Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host with the most, Bryant the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes. Hello. And Brendan the Producer Pika. Heyo. Welcome into our week 13 review episode. We are going to, we are going to cover the players who went beast mode and the players who went least mode. Uh, first and foremost, I am back. Excited Welcome. to be here. I missed you guys. Uh, and, and really more importantly, I'm here to rub it into Andrew. I beat him yep. in the game predictors this, uh, this week, which also means I win this season. Mm-hmm. There's still what? Three, four weeks left, four and weeks. I already beat you this season. <laughs> it's four weeks. The score is nine to four. If you're worried, we're still going to be doing the predictions each yeah. week. All yeah. right. I'm hoping to make it less of a blowout. But it did come down to our tiebreakers where we picked the highest scoring game, and Baker Mayfield decided mm-hmm. to uh, to help you out a lot there. Yeah. So, man, Andrew, it feels Huge good. Game. It Huge feels game. good to beat yeah. you. I uh, I always enjoy it. It does not happen nearly enough. Yeah, it uh, it kind of feels worse for me that I lost because of the Browns, but oh know, yeah, that's just insult to injury. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow. But, you know, <laughs> rubbing some salt okay. into those wounds. It's all good. Uh, Andrew, speaking yes. of rubbing salt into wounds, okay, I was so excited watching the Vikings potentially lose to the Jaguars. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Which is probably the same feeling you had when they almost beat the Packers. So, mm-hmm. Man, it was so close. I was really, I had a gift picked out of a Jaguar just ready to send to you. And oh, that's, uh, man, that's they, sweet. they pulled it out. You're, you're all I'm I can think about. Me. I'm glad you <laughs> thought of me. Uh, yeah, that's two close ones in a row. We got to calm down here. The funny part is, uh, we're actually seventh seed now in the NFC. Oh my gosh. Because of that win. Uh, we are not a playoff team, but no. didn't doubt them for a second. Super Bowl, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Andrew, so we can just jump right into let's it. Do it. Uh, let's let's do start it. with the beast mode. There were yeah. a lot of big performances this week. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's even more exciting is a lot of big performances from players who haven't really been doing that. Absolutely. Uh, for example, I'll, I'll start off. Someone that I was really impressed with, Mike Gusecki. You know, before the season, we really hyped him up as, you know, a potential breakout. This was somebody that we really thought could make the Darren Waller type leap. Hasn't quite gone that way, but we did see the skill set that excited us so much uh, this game. Uh, Nine receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown and a couple of really nice catches. You know, he showed he is a fantastic pass catching tight end. And if Tua can develop into a legit quarterback, I think, you know, I hate to be that guy who goes, (laughs) well, maybe next year, but he's somebody that I'd be looking forward to next year as well. We yeah. see the talent, we see the opportunity, and hopefully we can piece it together here. So Mike Gusecki, beast mode, and uh, selfishly, I'm happy it happened. Absolutely. I love that Dolphins team. Uh, I'm going to talk about a player that's on a team that I don't love so much, but he definitely went beast mode t- uh, today. Well, I guess not today, this week. He kind of goes along with those players that you were talking about that really doesn't make this list that often. I'm talking about quarterback Matthew Stafford for the Detroit Lions. Now, he wasn't the top quarterback this week. That title belonged to Derek Carr. Uh, a Derek weird Carr. thing to say. God. Didn't think I would ever say that in my life. But Matthew Stafford was the fourth best fantasy-wise. He did throw for the most passing yards of this week, 402. 
three passing TDs and one interception. I put him on the beast mode because we've seen his performances lately without Kenny Galladay. Uh, that's about six weeks in a row without Kenny Galladay, and he's been looking te- uh, just Stafford's been looking terrible without him. I mean, you can really tell that the Lions missed Kenny Galladay, but Stafford stepped it up. He went beast mode. He showed that even without Kenny Galladay, uh, he can be a solid fantasy quarterback. Beast mode. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. I was just thinking, He's I'm not it. really the kind of person that wins competitions, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling if I ever did win an NFL experience, I would somehow get paired up with Derek you, Carr. You would be with Derek Carr. A day After with Derek. Every <laughs> bad thing you've said about him, you would be with Derek Carr, I would be with Odell Beckham. That's what, it, that's what would happen. Oh, God, that's just so funny to think about. Yep. You, oh, you wow. and Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, cool. I'm just picture because I'm sure he's a nice guy. So he'd be like, yeah. "Hey, you know, I'm excited to meet you." I just look at him, and be like, "I'm just here for the plane ticket, just, man." What time is it? I'm just excited to be in Vegas. Two more hours to go. Okay, here we go. Let's keep it. Going. Oh man. Well, uh, aside from that, you know, yeah. building off of that Matthew Stafford performance, mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, you know, for. What feels like a decade at this point. Uh, Whenever Marvin Jones is the number one option, he typically performs well. This season, in Kenny Galladay's absence, that has not been the case. Uh, But finally, he did piece it together against a tough Bears defense. Uh, He was able to compile 116 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's been getting targets. He just hasn't been able to piece it together for a big fantasy performance. Happy he did it this week. I can't imagine there were that many people trusting him uh, this week, but happy to see Marvin Jones has still got it in the tank. Absolutely. Uh, I guess I should talk about Derek Carr. No, no, he he deserves to make it on this list. Eh. 381 passing yards, three TDs. Uh, and a rushing TD as well, making him the top fantasy quarterback uh, for this week. Led that comeback victory, I guess, against the New York Jets. That that late uh, winning touchdown with Henry Ruggs, what I call the Ruggs special. And uh, wow, I mean, I'm not going to say it was all Derek Carr on that final play. It was mostly the Jets defense being idiots and blitzing. Yep. Um, and, you know, Jets fired their defensive coordinator coordinator as they should have but he still led a, a, a very very solid performance he got rugs involved he did miss a couple of uh connections with nelson Aguilar, but overall just a a very very solid week for him it was against the new york jets but still i'll, I'll give him the credit he deserves for this week okay i will let you do that <laughs> um the person i will give the credit to you know i think darren waller uh, huge, yep. huge, huge nuclear performance. 13 receptions, 200 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Um, just, an, I, I think, a legendary tight end performance. Now, I believe I saw it on social media. This is, uh, I'm trying to think what the platform was, but they said it was the second highest tight end scoring <laughs> game since 2000, um, which is huge. You know, he absolutely demolished the jets this game and he highlighted he is a game-breaking tight end when given the opportunity you know he isn't necessarily kittle he isn't necessarily kelsey but when given the opportunity he can put up points like the best of them so darren waller is now a member of the te elite 
he was kind of that borderline top tight end class. Um, but man, he proved he can get it done. Uh, congrats to Waller. Nice. That was a good one. Uh, gotta love them. Them Raiders, right? <laughs> gotta love them. Uh, I'm going to go with running back David Montgomery. He's yeah. rising up the rankings right now. He's position rank 11 this season. He went beast mode for the second week in a row. Uh, 17 carries, 72 rushing yards, and two TDs, making him the top running back for this week. Uh, it was an easy matchup against Detroit, but David Montgomery didn't have a great start to the season. Uh, but coming back from that injury and that bye week, he's really stepped it up. Uh, the Bears offense has kind of struggled all year long. And in my opinion, I think that's because they're running the ball um, or not running the ball enough. Excuse right. me. They're, they're the NFL team that ran the least. And now they're kind of getting Montgomery more and more involved. And it's kind of working. They lost <laughs> to Detroit, but David Montgomery is performing really well. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. He finally did piece it together and he does still look like a solid running back. So it's not like he uh, lost his talent there. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to give you a twofer, and I'm going to call this one the Andrew Dobius special. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, these are two players you love and two players who got a lot of love this week. Uh, the first is Miles Gaskin. Welcome yes. back from yes. IR. 141 yes. total yards. Uh, he looks like the real deal. Really came from obscurity, and he looks like a... I don't know if he's the running back of the future, but he is certainly the running back of the now. Uh, he mm -hmm. got it done in a major way. Uh, and also, Crowder. Uh, Jameson Crowder. 47 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, delivered in a big way. Um, you know, people try to avoid crappy teams, and sometimes they ignore the value that is there. Andrew, you can sift through the garbage like nobody else. Uh, Jameson Crowder is your boy. And he delivered in a major way. So Gaskins, Crowder, Andrew, you called it. I take that as a as a big compliment. Find value where it doesn't seem there is any. Uh, let's go running back. Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts ran the ball 13 times, 91 rushing yards, but it was involved in the passing game, surprisingly. Three receptions, 44 yards, and a receiving TD against the Houston Texans. Colts won that game. Uh, it was really a wombo combo between Hines <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor. It really, it really worked out perfectly. It really did. Hines put up some some points. It, it, Hines got the rushing touchdown, and Taylor got the receiving touchdown. That was a little weird. That's not what you expect. They kind of, in my head, should uh, should flip flop there. But still, that that wombo combo run game for Indianapolis is really looking good recently. I, I'm digging that wombo combo, Andrew. Mm -hmm. That. It's I don't good. know why, but that's that's hitting a nerve it's, for it's me. It's a good, it's a good combo to have. Uh, my next player who went beast mode, uh, another person, Andrew, that you are heavily invested in in our fantasy football league, uh, Cam Akers. Heck yeah, he had twenty one of the Rams' twenty eight running back carries, delivers with ninety four total yards and a touchdown. He did look like, you know, I think their RB one this week. He definitely got the work. Henderson did have the big big score. Uh, but I do think this was a definitive Cam Akers showing. So add this on top of last week, and it looks like there is a little more clarity in this Rams backfield. It is still uh, a backfield that would make me nervous, and uh, I would not feel 100% confident declaring week after week that Akers is the RB1. 
But if there was, if you did have to start a running back from this offense, it would be Cam Akers. He proved he can get it done. And this is an offense that, you know, produces fantasy value for its running backs. So Cam Akers, better late than never. Sean McVay, stop toying with her hearts. Make Akers the man. Please. Thank you. Uh, Man, that feels really good. Cam Akers finally stepping it up. Uh, My next player, wide receiver Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. They lost bad to Cleveland uh, and they need to throw the ball <laughs> the entire game and Corey Davis was really the the main target there who's targeted 12 times 11 receptions you got a touchdown but here's here's the big thing 182 receiving yards that is huge out of a man named Corey Davis that's not what you expect out of him that should be more AJ Brown but Corey Davis is kind of he's he's re-emerging as a fantasy value he wasn't there there was a lot of hype around him earlier in his career and he's he was kind of slowing down but man he's looking really good this season uh so i'm just happy to see him you know performing really well so this entire season he's been a beast and uh that's why he's on the list beast mode nice yeah no well said yeah a former first round pick kind of faded off into obscurity and is coming back and he looks every bit the playmaker people were hoping he was going to turn out to be uh, my next beast mode is Aaron Jones, a Packer near and dear to my heart. Uh, probably his last season with Green Bay, but I will enjoy every moment. Aaron Jones, 148 total yards and a touchdown. Granted, a lot of that was at the end of the game on that big touchdown run, but it still counts, and really I will happily take it. So Aaron Jones, man, this Packer team I could talk all day about. Uh, Super Bowl, here we come. That's all I can say. As long as the other team doesn't have a running back, we are golden. (laughs) Play a team that doesn't have a running back, you're set. (laughs) You're set. Uh, I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton from the Indianapolis Colts. Feels gross to say. I know. He made the beast mode list. What? Uh, Probably about four or five weeks after you dropped him off of your fantasy team, he finally starts performing. Two good weeks in a row. Uh, week 12, he got four receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. This week, he doubled his receptions with eight, got 110 receiving yards, and a TD, along with 11 receptions. That's a huge thing, 11 receptions for T.Y. Hilton. He is finally stepping it up. I still don't want to take the risk on T.Y. because we've <laughs> seen his floor, uh, but he's in the recent weeks, he's shown his ceiling. Yeah, and the floor is very low, so it's I would not uh, I would not it's ride that fire. Uh, next up, I have a oldie but a goodie, Adrian Peterson. Nice. In DeAndre Swift's absence, uh, Adrian Peterson continues to eat. He showed up admirably last week, Thanksgiving, uh, and he showed in a big way this week. 57 yards and two touchdowns. A big performance for the old guy. Been around the block. He has a nose for the end zone. You know, I think as long as Swift is out, I think AP is a legitimate flex spot with, like you saw it, RB2, RB1 upside. He's getting those touchdowns. Awesome. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to do another Wombo combo here. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, the Vikings receivers. Justin Jefferson, third best receiver. This week, nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, eight receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Jefferson was targeted 12 times to Adam Thielen's 11. 
That's a lot of balls thrown their way. They're the only two receivers on this team. They're the only two receivers that are being targeted. Uh, and when the Vikings are down, they got to throw the ball, and they got to throw the ball to their playmakers, and it's only these two. And when I mean it's only these two, it really is only these two. <laughs> uh, and I promise you they will be down by a lot in a lot of these games coming up. Uh, for example, next week, Tampa Bay. Boy, are they going to need to throw the ball a lot. Holy crap. So the both of them, just a, a very great performance. I was curious to see what will happen when Thielen came back from the COVID list uh, to see if Jefferson's involvement um, shrank, but it really didn't. Jefferson is, yeah. has emerged as a, He's a really a top 10 wide receiver because he's sixth best of the season and uh potential offensive rookie of the year. I don't know. Yeah, and I think it would be very well deserved. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from someone who doesn't like the Vikings yeah. all that much. It's a it's a close match though. You know, there's Herbert, there's James Robinson for offensive player of the year. So yeah. Yeah. It'd be a fun uh if it's gonna be fun to find out. <laughs> uh and my final beast mode player of the week Nick Chubb, 106 yards and a touchdown. Uh, And really, he could have had a bigger day, but he was pulled out early uh, because they were trouncing the Titans. Um, Nick Chubb, I I think he's one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. Uh, Unfortunately, he shares a backfield with Kareem Hunt, so he's not used at his full capacity. But man, I, I can't think of all that many other runners that I think are better at being a running back than he is. So... Man, Nick Chubb, happy he got yeah. it done in a, not a tough matchup, but an average matchup. Uh, he delivers. He is a bona fide running back one, even with Kareem Hunt being a thorn in his side. Awesome. All right. You ready for my final one? Let's hear it. Ty Johnson for the New York Jets. Whoa. Do you see what happens when you do not play Frank Gore? So uh, Frank <laughs> Gore had left the game with concussion very early on. Ty Johnson took over. 22 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. He looked really, I, I wouldn't say really good, but he looked like a, like a <laughs> solid. <Frank> Gore. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked better than Frank Gore. All right. He, he, I think if he keeps performing this way, he's going to be competing with LaMichael P. Ryan as that number one spot. Ty Johnson performed really well against the Raiders. They didn't get the win. That would have been kind of cool. I was sort of cheering for them towards the end. Uh, but Ty Johnson stepped it up when they needed him. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, we can jump right into our least modes. There's one player that jumps out more so than any other. Yeah, uh, there's the same player. You know, people assume legends are a good thing. Sometimes Ooh. there's bad legends. And man, this week it was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Ooh, wow. Oh my gosh. I. Is there a more nightmare of a situation than your players declared active? You play him, yep. and he doesn't play in the game. He that he that's doing ugh, that's nightmarish. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I don't have any shares of him this season, so he did not bite me at all. But my heart goes out. I faced him in in two leagues. Yep, <laughs> and, and uh, you Bill, won. That was a early Christmas leagues. present. So. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I don't know how he's he's ever going to get in the good graces of fantasy owners again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he was the least mode of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, that that was insane. I thought that people would hate Todd Gurley for for uh, or sorry, not Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb for not scoring that touchdown. But 
man, Clyde not even playing. He was declared. I I yep. was so shocked when I didn't see him on the field the entire game. Well, uh, and they said after the game, Andrew Reid said it was because he lost weight from a stomach bug. So yeah. it makes sense, but man, that does not help your fantasy we're, team. <laughs> we're not blaming Clyde. We're not really blaming anyone. We're just really upset about the whole situation. It just puts puts a... a a, a bad taste in your mouth when you talk about Clyde from here on out. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it'll be I funny agree. to see how that affects the draft next season. Oh yeah. Andrew, who's your first least, least mode? Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Oof. Carson Wentz. Rip. Terrible performance against green Bay. This is his last chance to, to do something. Uh, green, green Bay is not, uh, the easiest <laughs> defense, but they're really not topped here. No. So there was potential for Carson Wentz to to actually have a, an adequate game. Um, but he got replaced by Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter. And Jalen Hurts scored more fantasy points than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz played three quarters. Jalen Hurts only one. And Hurts outscored Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz didn't throw a touchdown. Hurts did. He did it in like 10 minutes. So uh, Carson Wentz, man, I would be surprised if he starts the, the rest of the season. If I were Doug Peterson, I would start Jalen Hurts rest of the season. No, no problem, no doubt. Wow. Uh, yeah, it Hurts looked better. I mean, yeah, he makes some rookie mistakes, and he caused a turnover. But I mean, you're you're looking at the quarterback who has the most turnovers this entire year. So you got to do something. You got to change something up. Washington's looking better. Giants got another win. You got to mix it up to in order to to compete in the NFC East. So. Do you think that Wentz is done or do you think he would, I guess, what do you think is the situation with Wentz? I, he's done in Philly. He's done in Philly in my head. I think um, he'll go to a team. I think he'll go to a team like, uh, I would predict like maybe a, a, a Indianapolis next year or a San Fran, a, a team that's going to draft a second or third round quarterback. Uh, and then they'll pick up Carson Wentz and uh, and, and you know, have Carson Wentz as the starter and see if that rookie can compete. So same situation that they're in right now. I mean, Jalen Hurts, second rounder. They had Carson Wentz as a starter and we'll see if Hurts can replace Wentz. And I think that's what they should do. Yeah, I, I still like Wentz as a player. This is obviously mm-hmm. a, a season from hell for him. Yeah, I think he's and redeemable. Eagles. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I can really see it either way. So yeah. man, that'll be a fun one to follow. I hope he does well. I can see him be a good, good player. He, I think him in Philly is just not working out. There's something wrong there. Or yeah. There's yeah. I got a case of the yips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do a cop out for my next least mode player of the week. I'm going to say the chargers offense as a whole. Yeah. Uh, yep, this was just you. a, just a icky, icky performance from the Chargers. And unfortunately, Belichick is a genius and has a tendency to shut down rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I personally, I thought Herbert was going to be able to overcome that, uh, but we've seen him stop many a rookie quarterback in the day. And Herbert was the latest victim. He was absolutely just torn apart by this defense. Uh, And unfortunately, that kind of sank all the hopes of all the other ancillary pieces. Uh, Eckler, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, really everybody suffered on this offense. So I don't necessarily hold this as a knock against Herbert. 
I do think this was an outlier game, and I think he returns to being a, a top eight quarterback next week. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a terrible performance. Just just got awful. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with another Eagles player real quick. I'm gonna have to go with Miles Sanders. Ooh, yeah. What's going on one. with him, man? What's going on with him? He was he was okay at the beginning of the season and he had that injury and now he's looking even worse. Ten carries, thirty one rushing yards. That's it. That's all he did. Got to three point one points. Uh very, very unfortunate there. Boss Scott got a lot of carries. He had the he, he had a better average. Um yeah, they just couldn't get anything going on the ground game. I I feel like better about Miles Sanders situation than Carson Wentz, obviously, but he's just underperforming. He he went from a a potential RB one to now a, a a flex performer. So, yeah, least mode. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, next up for me, I have Gio Bernard. Uh, typically in years past, whether it was Jeremy Hill or. Um, totally blanking on their current running back joe mixon <laughs> yep, joe mixon. <laughs> uh yeah regardless of who the rb1 is for the Bengals, uh typically geo bernard performs admirably uh in their as their replacement uh typically that's that's the case ever since joe burrow went down geo bernard has been just just bad i don't blame him i blame this team uh geo bernard put together a <laughs> 30 total yards. Um, yeah, that's a that's a rough week 13 for Gio Bernard. You know, it, up until this point, it's been the, well, he's a starting running back, so you should start him. Yep. If you've done that since Burrow went down, you have regretted it. So I think we're at the point where Joe Mixon, uh, out of the picture with Gio Bernard, even if he's on your waivers, you know, I think you can pick him up, but I'm not starting him anymore. Uh, I, I don't want another 30, 30 rushing yard performance. I'll take a shot on somebody else. Yep. Uh, glad I got rid of my shares of Gio Bernard. Am I right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I bought Mixon and yep. Bernard uh, at the wrong time. So, Andrew, yeah. kudos to you to sell them to me. Yeah. It was, was that the week before Burrow got hurt? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think it was that week yep. where I gave you Mixon and Bernard. So, yeah, yeah. Before the burrow injury, bad. so that's feel a little bad. That's fun how that works. Uh, I'm gonna go with another backup running back. I'm gonna go Devonte Booker. Oh, good one. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the news that Josh Jacobs was out meant that Devonte Booker sh- will will take over as that number one role. And like you said, most of the time, if you're the starting running back, that leads to to value. Uh, he didn't do much. He didn't do much. He had 16 carries, only 50 yards, with 3.1 rushing yards per attempt um it it was kind of due to the the Raiders needing to play catch up a little bit against the New York Jets which is again weird but uh yeah it it, I expect a little bit more out of Booker he didn't really do much I wanted him to be involved in the receiving game he only cut the ball once for one yard uh really just couldn't get anything going on the ground yeah, no, that's a great pick. And I will stick with Devontae's. Uh, hey, Devontae Parker, 35 Ooh. yards. Um, man, he got ejected from the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I is, forgot about that. <laughs> this is a good news, bad news situation. Yes, he only had 35 receiving yards. That sucks. And if you played him uh, like I did, that does not make you feel all that much better. However, 
there was four or five times where Tua tried to throw the same <laughs> throw to Devontae mm-hmm. Parker in the in the red zone and in the end zone. So it very easily could have had at least one touchdown, if not multiple ones. He was Tua was just hyper focused on Parker in the red zone. So I this sucks, uh, but I'm inspired by the usage. I am excited about how he's being targeted. So this was a down week, but I, I'm looking forward to the future. Uh, this is still a positive. Uh, sucks for week 13, but optimistic moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who may have lost you the week. I'm going to go with King Henry. Derrick Henry, running back for Tennessee Titans. 15 carries and 60 yards. That is it. Again, it's that kind of situation where they were down 38-7 at halftime. <laughs> so the Titans needed to throw the ball a lot more, uh, which meant Derrick Henry gets less opportunity to do his thing. So the Browns did a good job stopping him at the very beginning. And that's I guess that's how you beat the Titans. You got to you got to take that early lead to make them throw. And uh, it really paid off. So Derrick Henry, very unfortunate. Obviously, it was just a situation that he was in. He's going to be back to 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 better form next week because he's playing Jacksonville and then Detroit and then Green Bay oh and Houston. So Derrick Henry is going to have a heck of a week, heck of a four weeks. Uh, so don't don't be too upset. Um, he, he should be back and and. Back in that top three, I guess for the rest of the season, in my opinion, matchups are great. So oh, should be all con- good to go. My condolences to anybody playing Derrick Henry. In yeah. The playoffs. If, oh, man. I mean, I can't think of what's worse. What What's the best matchup for Derrick Henry here? Jacksonville, Detroit, Green oh, it's Bay, Detroit. Or Houston. It's, it's got to be Detroit, right? Yeah. And then Green I Bay mean, is a close second. The, Jacksonville's not good either. I mean, they. Oh they my gosh! Up. And Houston sucks. Houston, plus. dude, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the best lineup you could hope he's for. He's making a push for for running back one uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, so I that's mean, awesome. if he's not already in the conversation, yeah. I mean, he's number three. He's number. <laughs> yeah, three. yeah, he's there. So, he's there. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, you know, this is for Henry owners. You've had a good ride up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here is your bump of the season the one uh, and yep. yeah enjoy the playoff push my final least mode player and this one is a little strange because this player had a phenomenal week 13 however i see a lot of warning signs with his performance Ooh. and i don't want people to get too excited jonathan taylor rookie running oh. back for the colts this is somebody I was very, very excited for coming into the season. Uh, loved the Colts offensive line. Really thought they were going to really rely on their running game, which they have, and the O-line is still very good. However, Naeem Hines is a huge, huge thorn in the side of Jonathan Taylor. And a really important thing from this past game is there were no goal line carries for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, those were Naeem Hines's repertoire this week. That's not great. And that really almost all of his numbers this week came from that one big play that was a busted coverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a a really good heads up play by Philip Rivers. And Jonathan Taylor really made the most out of it. Obviously ran it back for a touchdown. Um, But yeah, not great usage. You know, we see Cam Akers. You know, he's emerging as that lead option 
uh, with the Rams. I thought at this point, Jonathan Taylor would be that lead dog, but that's not the case. Uh, and this week may be a little bit of a mirage. It was not as good of a week as the numbers say it was. If you started him, congratulations. <laughs> that was a great output. Uh, but there's a lot of reasons to still be nervous moving forward. So, you know, he's a little bit of a tricky sweet and sour patch kid for me this year. Wow. See, he was in my beast mode. He was in your least mode. It's interesting. Um, my final player, though, Sterling Shepard, New York Giants. I st- Even with the quarterback change, we all knew Colt McCoy was going to be the starter. Uh, it was still a good matchup, and Sterling Shepard had a solid performance week 12 when Colt McCoy stepped in. I thought Sterling Shepard would have been a, a solid bet this week. Uh, and he did terribly. He was targeted six times, one reception for 22 yards. The only reason why he he performed, I would say, okay, was the two-point conversion. So he scored 5.2 points, take away that 3.2. That's a just a terrible performance overall for Sterling Shepard. Uh, Cole McCoy is kind of spreading the love in New York. Uh, hopefully Daniel Jones will be back. You never know, but for, for now not starting any Giants receivers anymore. Uh, I have a completely unrelated story, but something that yeah, I think would bring it. a smile to your face. Uh, back when I was in high school, all the way back in 2010, um, there was a girl who had a huge crush on Colt McCoy. And he, <laughs> he wasn't even good back then in college. <laughs> and it was all right. She still loves Colt McCoy, and it's the strangest thing in the world. What is the obsession uh, with that? There is a fan club of one. <laughs> I've I've never heard of anybody liking Colt McCoy, uh, but she loves him. So it's every time I see Colt McCoy, I I just I think think, of that person. I just laugh. I'm like, wow, she she got what she wanted. He's still in the NFL. I was so excited for Colt McCoy. Uh, That was right around the time where I got into fantasy. So I I drafted Colt McCoy as my backup because my cousin went to UT. Oh, he was okay. telling me all about, you know, I kept up with, with UT. He bought me UT merch, and I was like, Colt McCoy, heck yeah, dude. This guy's going to be the next Tom Brady. Oh, man. Love the guy, but I might be part of that fan club, but man, man. he's okay. It's yeah, a, yeah. Eh, well, that's Colt McCoy. Bless his heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Andrew, that wraps up our beast mode and least mode mm-hmm. players of week 13. Uh, Man, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us as we get into this holiday season. uh, We reflect back on, you know, these episodes we've done and coming in week in, week out, talking to you guys and each other. And we're incredibly thankful for for us being a part of your routine. So thank you so much for listening. If we can ask, uh, please leave a review or a rating on whatever platform it is you choose to listen to us on. It helps spread the word and get more people out there barely athletic. Uh, yeah, no, truly. Shout out to all of you listeners. You are the real MVPs. Uh, once again, stay safe. Keep having fun. Catch us later this week for our week 14 preview, and we will help you make the most of your playoff push. <laughs>